In this video, we're going to go through the basics of bonds or fixed income securities. There's a lot of terminology used when we deal with fixed income securities, and that's what we're going to cover today. And then in future lectures, we'll go through pricing of bonds. But for today, we're going to focus on terminology. Consider the example of Cedarberg Technology. And Cedarberg Technology wants to buy ATAC Corporation but needs an additional $200 million to buy it. Investors actually agree to lend Cedarberg Technology the additional $200 million, but there are some conditions. In six years' time, Cedarberg Technology has to repay the $200 million. And at the end of each year, up to and including the sixth year, Cedarberg Technology has to pay 6.25% interest on the $200 million. This is a corporate bond. That's what investors are agreeing to do. They are lending Cedarberg Technology the money, and Cedarberg Technology has to pay interest each year, and at the end of the loan life, Cedarberg has to repay the $200 million loan. Now let's translate this into bond jargon. First of all, we've got time to maturity. That's the length of the loan. We have face value. That's the dollar amount that's being loaned, which must be repaid at maturity. And we have a coupon rate, the annual interest payment expressed as a percentage of the face value. Now let's put that into our example. How would we describe the Cedarberg technology deal in bond jargon? Well, we'd be saying that the issuer Cedarberg Technology wishes to issue debt with a face value of $200 million. The time to maturity is six years, and the coupon rate is 6.5% per year, paid annually. These are the basic terms that you will hear used when talking about fixed income securities. Now let's consider the different types of bonds that are available. There are zero coupon bonds, or zeros. These pay no interest prior to the maturity of the bond. And at maturity, they pay the bond's face value. We have coupon bonds, just as we saw with Cedarberg Technology in the previous slides. And these bonds pay a stated coupon at periodic intervals prior to maturity. And at maturity, they pay the bond's face value. We also have floating rate bonds. And here the coupon payment, every period, is linked to some reference rate, such as maybe the short-run, short-term US T-bill rates, or maybe gold prices, or exchange rates between countries. This differs from the coupon-paying bonds because in the coupon-paying bonds, the coupon was fixed in advance. But with the floating rate bonds, the coupon payment changes as the reference rate changes. The Cedarberg Technology Bond has a face value of $200 million, six years to maturity, and a 6.5% coupon rate paid annually. And here are the cash flows drawn on a timeline. So we calculated the interest payments each year, 200 
times by 0 0.65, 13 million dollars. And that's what you see here. So we have five payments of $13 million for each of the first five years. And then in the sixth year, we get the $13 million in interest. And Cedarberg Technology also has to repay the $200 million loan. So valuing bonds is conceptually very simple. The price of a bond is just going to be the present value of all the future cash flows generated by the bond. Very similar in that sense to stocks. Except here there's a lot more confidence about what the cash flows in the future are going to be. We can split this problem up to simplify our valuations. We can separate the cash flows into the interest payments and the principal repayment. Let's focus first on the interest payments. We have six annual interest payments, each worth $13 million. And in the back of the mind, you should be thinking about how can we value these cash flows? We have six equally spaced payments of $13 million. Does this remind you of anything? How can we value this? Well, we could use our standard formula that we saw several lectures ago. Present value equals future value divided by 1 plus r to the power t. And we could use that for each coupon payment. And use that formula every time. Or we could use a shortcut. Now remember we talked about the annuity formula. And we said that you could value a stream of equally spaced payments of a certain amount using a shortcut. And that shortcut is the annuity formula. So it says the present value of a series of cash flows is equal to the amount of the cash flow in each period divided by the required rate of return or multiplied by 1 minus 1 divided by 1 plus the required rate of return to the power of t. So that's how we would think about valuing these interest payments. What about the principal repayment? Well, the principal repayment is much easier to value. We're just going to use our normal present value formula. Present value equals the future value divided by 1 plus the required rate of return to the power t. In this case, t would be 6 years. Now whenever you see a bond and you're asked to value it or think about valuing the bond, this is what you'll have to do. Split the interest payments apart from the principal repayment. Value the two things separately and then add them together. Before we do an example of pricing bonds and calculating these things, let's just think about quotes and yields on bonds. Bond quotes are different for corporate bonds and for government bonds, and they're different from stock quotes. When you look on your, if you look on Yahoo Finance and you look up a stock such as Intel, it tells you the price is $20.50.
you know that's what you'll pay, or something close to it. It's not the same with corporate bonds. Prices are quoted for corporate bonds as a percentage of the par value. And for pricing purposes, we always use $1,000 as the par value. So what is the price of a corporate bond if you see it quoted at 96.43? Well, the price is going to be equal to 1,000. And then we know that the prices are quoted as a percent of par value. So 1,000 times by 96.43% or 0.9643, which gives me a price for the corporate bond of $964.30. Now what about government bonds? Well, government bonds are different again. Prices are quoted in 30 seconds of a percent of par value. And par value is again $1,000. So what would the price be of a government bond that's quoted at 94.13? First thing to do is convert the 13 into decimals. What that 13 means is 13 divided by... 32, which is equal to 0.40625 in decimals. So 94.13 is equal to 94.40625. The price of the bond in dollars is going to be equal to 1,000 times by 0.9440625, which equals $944.06. Get used to these bond quotes. In exams and in reality, you will see bond quotes all the time. You need to understand what they are and how you move from the quote to the actual price. Another thing you need to understand before we start dealing with bonds in detail are what yields there are. Lots of terminology again. So there are two main types of yield that people talk about. The first one is current yield. This is just the annual coupon interest payment divided by the market price of the bond. So what this tells you is the annual return on the dollar amount paid for the bond, regardless of when the bond is going to mature. This is the return you will receive within the year if you buy the bond today. We also talk a lot about yield to maturity. The yield to maturity is the interest rate that sets the present value of a bond's future cash flows equal to its current price. So when we discount all the future cash flows at the yield to maturity, we will be able to find the bond's current price. And this can be interpreted as being the average annual rate of return on the price paid for a bond today, if you hold that bond to maturity. You need to get used to dealing with both these types of yields. We will use them a lot in this class. Now let's apply what we've been studying for the last 
20 minutes to an example. Let's go back to Cedarberg Technologies Bond. Remember it has a 6.5% coupon rate paid annually. There are six years to maturity. And we've been told that the yield to maturity is 8.95%. We've got three questions to address here. What is the price of the bond? How would the bond price be quoted? And what's the current yield of the bond? Let's first calculate Cedarberg Technologies bond price. And remember we have two components. We have the interest payments and we have the principal repayment. And we know the interest rate or the coupon rate is equal to 6.5%. Now suppose we have a face value equal to $1,000. That means each year you get interest of $65 on the face value. Now we can use our formula. We know the interest payment. We know the yield to maturity, which we've been told is 8.95%. And we know that if we discount all the future cash flows from this bond with the yield to maturity, we'll be able to find the price of the bond. So let's use our annuity formula to value the interest payments. We know that the present value is going to be equal to the coupon payment each year, which is in this case 65, divided by the required rate of return. In this case, we're going to use the yield to maturity, which is 0.0895, all multiplied by 1 minus 1 divided by 1.0895 to the power capital T, which in this case we've got six payments, we've got six years. If I do that calculation, I get 292.02. So we've now calculated the present value of those six interest payments for Cedarberg Technology. Now let's calculate the present value of the principal repayment. We know that the present value is going to be equal to the future value divided by 1 plus r to the t. The future value is going to be equal to the face value, which is $1,000. And the required rate of return is the yield to maturity, which is point. So we've got 1.08. 95 to the power of 6 because we receive the principal in 6 years time that gives me a present value of $597.91 the total price is going to be equal to 292.02 .02, that's the present value of the interest payments plus 5 197.91, which is the present value of the principal repayment, which equals $889.93. That is the price of Cedarberg Technologies bond today. Now, how would we quote that? Cedarberg Technology is a corporation, and we know 
that corporations, to get the quoted price, it's the percentage of $1,000 face value. So what is Cedarberg Technologies' quotation? Well, we know the price. Price is equal to 889.93. And we need to express that as a percentage of the $1,000 face value. So the quote is going to be equal to 889.93 divided by 1,000. This will give us the percentage value, which is going to be equal to 0.8899. So that's going to be equal to 88.99. So if you were looking this up in the Wall Street Journal for Cedarberg Technology, you would see a quote of 88.99. Suppose, in fact, this was a corp this was not a corporate bond, but it was a government bond. How would it be quoted then? Well, it's got to be quoted again. It's in percentage terms, but it's quoted, remember, in 30 seconds. We have to convert things into 30 seconds. So we know that the quote is going to be 88.99, but we need to convert the 0.99 into 30 seconds. How do we do that? We just do 0.99 times by 32, which equals 31.68. So 0.99 is equivalent to 31.68 divided by 32. What we have to do here is round up, because we can't quote something at 31.68 in terms of 30 seconds, it's either got to be 31 or 32. So we will round up to 32. So we will actually see this quoted, if it was a government bond, we would see the quoted price as being 89.00. The final question is what's the current yield on this bond? Current yield is equal to the coupon divided by the price. And we know the coupon is 65. And we know the price is 889.93. So we get a current yield that is equal to 0 0.073, which is equal to 7.3%. So that's the return you'd get if you bought the bond today and held it for a year. One thing we've ignored so far is the risk associated with bonds. Government bonds in the US are fairly safe. There is very little risk that the government will default on the bond. We may have other types of risks such as inflation, but we don't have to worry about credit risk, the possibility that the government will default. But suppose we're looking at Cedarberg Technology. It's a high-tech firm. 
there's a chance it may go out of business. It may default on its bonds. So what we've ignored so far is this possibility of credit risk. Credit risk is the risk that the debt will not be serviced on schedule. In other words, the company won't pay the interest payment it's meant to pay. Or it can't repay the principal value at maturity. That's credit risk. We have credit rating agencies. Moody's, Standard & Poor, Fitch. And they are all looking to assess the riskiness of corporate debt. And indeed, S&P also assess countries as well. They, they assess how secure is a country in terms of its finances. But if we think about corporate America, we have two distinctions. We have investment grade debt, which is typically rated at or above BAA for Moody's or triple B for Standard & Poor. And this investment grade debt has a very low risk of default. We also have something called high yield or junk debt. And that's rated below BAA by Moody's or triple B by Standard & Poor. And for this junk or high yield debt, there's a much higher risk of default. So which will require lower rates of return or lower required rates of return? Is it the high yield debt? or the investment grade debt? Well the answer is investment grade debt requires lower rates of return. Why? Well there's less risk of default. There's less credit risk. And because there's less risk so the required rate of return is lower because investors need to be compensated for risk. The less risk the lower the compensation. On the next slide I've listed all the different ratings that Moody's and Standard & Poor's have that you're welcome to look at. It's not something I'm going to be examining, it's just there for your own background information. That's everything I wanted to cover today. See you in class.